This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome to the first edition, the maiden voyage of the Love of the Star podcast. Uh, I am Bobby Belt, Cowboys insider for 105.3 The Fan of Dallas, the radio flagship home of the Dallas Cowboys. And I am pleased to be co-hosting this podcast with a uh, longtime friend and a longtime supporter of me. I I would not be where I'm at in this business right now without his help. And that is a former Super Bowl winning scout, Brian Broaddus. Brian, how you doing? I'm doing well, Bobby. Thank you very much for your kind words. I know when uh, presented the opportunity to do this with you, I couldn't say no. I really couldn't say no. I mean, if for for what you've done, your insight that you've done with uh, with the Cowboys, with 105.3 here the, you know, the past year, and then your work with the NFL Network, there's not a better insider uh, in this market that, uh, that that can talk Cowboys. So again, a great opportunity for me, but really a great opportunity for both of us and a great opportunity for us to, to interact with, uh, you know, Cowboy fans around the world. Yeah. Cowboys fans. And, and look, we also know, uh, love them or hate them. You, you want to know about them. So, so it's not even necessarily going to be the Cowboys fans. We may be talking to some, some Cowboys haters out there too. They, they, they can't stay away either. Uh, but look, one of the things, you know, I'd kind of mentioned on Twitter when we announced this podcast, um, was that, you know, I, I'm not into just hot taking this. I'm not into just, you know, shooting from the hip and, and clickbait and things like that. Just like anything else, when it comes to a Cowboys podcast, I think there's a right way and a wrong way to do this. And we're going to make sure that we do this the right way and that we're bringing you guys, you know, thoughtful discussions. It's it's like your your slogan for the draft show, investigate and educate. We're going to try and do the same thing with the Cowboys overall here. And, uh, you know, hopefully bring on uh, some of our, our really smart Cowboys, knowledgeable friends along the way. Uh, to help us, uh, you know, weigh in on some of these topics and, and help keep you guys up to speed with what's going on. It's going to be a very exciting year, uh, not just because of where the team's at and things like that, but we are also allowed back in the locker room this year. We're allowed to be with these players, talk to some of them, get some of those relationships back. We're going to be out at training camp, uh, bring you episodes out there. Uh, we're going to be bringing you guys two episodes a week up until when the season starts. And then when the season starts, you're going to be getting it three times a week. So you're going to get a full dose of us. And uh, always, as a reminder, I want you guys to know the Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. But uh, extremely excited to get this going and uh, have a, an extra outlet for us to be able to talk about some of these things and, and do a deeper dive that sometimes radio doesn't allow us to. Um, just commercial radio, just because of the way it is. And Brian, here in the first segment, I just kind of wanted to go over some of the big storylines heading into 2022. Just kind of do a, a, a you know, 10,000 foot view of, of where the Cowboys are right now. And I think the the big storyline of the offseason was 
the talent that they said goodbye to. And there was a lot of discussion of, did they get better? Um, I think even, you know, Dalton Schultz at one point during the offseason had said, yeah, like, I mean, on paper, we don't have the same talent. And, and Dak, uh, during OTAs, had, had kind of acknowledged the same. Uh, you said goodbye to Amari Cooper, Lyle Collins, Randy Gregory. Is there a chance? Because I, I always go back to the Scott Pioli line of it's not the best 53 players, it's the right 53 players. Is there a chance that this could be a less talented team but a better football team in 2022. You know, I think that to me, when I look at it, I don't, I don't like a team that moves on from Amari Cooper. And I don't really like a team that moves on from Lyle Collins. And, you know, Randy Gregory was one of those things where I don't know if necessarily the team was trying to move on from, I think his agent was more interested in moving on from the Cowboys than really Randy Gregory was. So that's one of those ones that kind of, you know, kind of takes me back a little bit. But, you know, you you look at the the players you've lost. You've lost three starters. And I know there's going to be plenty of these shows where we get into conversations of, and the fans want to know, well, hey, Brian, Bobby, how are the wide receivers looking? Well, well, hey, how's Terrence Steele doing at right tackle? You know, well, what's going on at right end? It's, you know, is Sam Williams really a legitimate player over there? Or, you know, what's going on? So, you know, you immediately some of the bigger questions of the offseason are really tied to some of the losses that they've had. I mean, Terrence Steele was able to play, you know, at a, at a nice level, you know, for the majority of the season when he got the opportunity. But I think there's still some questions there at him. You know, I mean, I, you and I, I'm sure, are going to get into this discussion about if, if in fact, and again, maybe for another day, but if Connor McGovern ends up being the starting left guard for the Dallas Cowboys, I am putting Tyler Smith in direct competition uh, with, with Terrence Steele at right tackle. I am not going to just draft a guy, an offensive lineman that I think the world of right now, that just what I've seen, the power-wise, the strength-wise, the personality, you know, I'm, I'm going to make sure he gets on the field, you know. And so, yeah, it's I, I don't think you could say it's a better team. Where I think you could say it's a better team is that there are some guys that, you know, some second-year players that have kind of shown some decent things in the OTAs and the minicamps. I love the fact that Dan Quinn was able to stay. I think you and I both were, during last season, were very worried about Dan Quinn leaving. Uh, You know, so the fact that they were able to keep their defensive staff intact and, you know, a lot of the players with the exception of Randy, and then you're going to get back like a Jabril Cox – you know, Leighton Vanderus signed back with a very reasonable contract. There's some things to get very excited about with this defense, much like when we were talking about the offense last year. We were all saying if the defense could just be middle of the road, this was going to be a really, really good football team. You know, they won 12 games. Their defense was better than middle of the road. It's their offense in the second half of the season that kind of hurt them, you know, in 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 some in some ways. So uh, a lot going on. Uh, are they better? Eh, we'll see. I think we're better with experience and the fact that they kept the coaches, but you lost some key pieces along the way. It's interesting, too, because I think if you looked at those were three really good players they said goodbye to. Um, but I, I think if you looked at those three, I think a lot of people would agree the best of those three, the best football player you let go of was probably Amari Cooper. Yeah. And yet, I, I kind of feel like coming out of OTAs, and I know the receivers didn't practice. Then, I kind of feel like you're actually 
better suited, even though he was the best one you said goodbye to, I think you're better suited to be able to weather the departure of Cooper than you are Collins and Gregory. Because, uh, you know, I think if the pass blocking is there, if the offensive line is better, Dak is going to be better. I think Dak's moving better. I think Jalen Tolbert shows a lot of promise. So uh, even though I wouldn't want to say goodbye to any of them, I actually think Cooper might be the easiest one for them to kind of weather, especially because they it felt like they didn't use him the right way. If you weren't going to use him the right way, it's, it's kind of like, okay, I, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I think there was a lot going on, Bobby. And the more that we dug into what was happening with Amari Cooper, you know, I, I, I really do feel like it was, you know, Amari Cooper played in all the games, but, you know, we interviewed Amari Cooper on our show on 105.3, the fan, you know, on a weekly basis. And he was banged up. I mean, all the time. And we asked him questions. What's hurting this time? Oh, ribs, quad, hamstring, foot. You know, there was always something wrong with him. And then, you know, by choice, he wasn't a vaccinated player. Then all of a sudden he got sick. He misses two really key games, the Kansas City game, which if they'd had any offense in the second half, they probably would have won that football game. And then the, 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 uh, the Vegas game became just a shootout. So, you know, I mean, that, that, that's, I think there were some things personally along the way. And, you know, I don't know about you, Bob, but I was hearing even before the season, there were conversations between the front office and his, uh, his agent about, you need to have a big year. If we're mm-hmm. going to do this, you need to have a big year. And, you know, he had a he had just a, a, a below average year, I think. And, you know, I mean, his best game was with Cooper Rush playing quarterback. You know, I mean, it's just whether he was too banged up or things just didn't work out with Dak. I mean, and, and I'm, I'm not sitting here just trying to blame Amari. I, you know, I'm looking at Kellen Moore. I'm looking at I'm looking at Doug Nussmeyer. I'm looking at the offensive line. I'm looking at Dak Prescott. There's a lot of reasons why that that certain players I think offensively weren't very good this year or this or this past year. Excuse me. There's going to be a lot of pressure on these coaches, particularly on the off- offensive side of the ball. I think the the team believes big time in, in these defensive coaches at this point. Um, you know, they they made sure that they kept Aiden Dirty. They made sure they kept Dan Quinn, Joe Witt. I, I think they kept those guys in place that they wanted to. Um, but you know, Joe Philbin, Kellen Moore, and obviously the Mike McCarthy discussion. As we head into the season, do you think Mike McCarthy is coaching for his job, or, or, or have we oversold this any? No, I, I don't think so. And, and the only reason I say that is because there are possibilities ahead, and you know, there's options ahead. Uh, we'll see what Sean Payton does for a year. You know, uh, what the TV angle that he takes. Uh, Dan Quinn, from what I've been told, Dan Quinn's contract is set up that he could very well just step in and be a head coach the way the contract is laid out. So he is getting paid like an NFL head coach. And so if something happens with Mike McCarthy, I think there's a lot of pressure on Mike McCarthy. I think there's a lot of pressure on Kellen Moore, Doug Nussmar, Joe Philbin. You know, let's, let's be real honest here. You know, there were a lot of problems with the offensive line in the second half of the season. Were those all on Joe Philbin? Eh, you know, probably not. But this group didn't get better. They couldn't run the ball. And, you know, I mean, Joe Philbin's a stand-up guy. You and I interviewed him after draft, and, you know, he was a stand-up guy about what they needed to do. So I I think that everybody on the offensive side of the ball is clearly on alert. And I think, you know, even Mike McCarthy is clearly on alert because if there comes a point in time where this offense doesn't have success, Mike McCarthy is going to have to step in and take over the primary play-calling role. 
to potentially save his job. Because what's going to happen is that if it doesn't work out in this staff, let's go, then all of a sudden Jerry Jones is going to turn to a Sean Payton or, you know, or does Sean Payton get this job? And then Sean Payton already says, well, wait a minute, I'll keep Dan Quinn as the defensive coordinator. So there might be some things already lined up that if in fact, if in fact Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore and this offensive staff does not get the job done, you know, we could be doing this show next year and it could be a completely different cast of characters. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I know we've referenced this before. It's been part of the discussion. And I've always thought it was a little exaggerated. And I didn't think it was nearly as as forefront in, in Jerry Jones's mind. But look, Jerry Jones turns 80 next year. Yeah. Uh, or or th- this upcoming year, October. Jerry Jones fought to have the COVID season harder than just about anybody else, Um, you know, lost his, his, you know, thought he had a really good football team that got bounced in the first round. I think time is of the essence here to him. And I think he feels like I don't have time to be playing around with this. I got to know this year, is this the coach that's going to do it or not? And so I think that that's a big part of this. Yeah, Bobby, he came out and just recently, you know, when they uh, made the world cup announcements and Mm -hmm. for 2026, of Dallas being a host city, you know, they were asked, he was asked about Mike McCarthy and he, Jerry is either going to go way one way or way the other way. There's no in between with Jerry. And I think you've got an excellent point there. You know, when I was working with Jerry Jones and he was in his fifties, that's a little bit different angle for him. You know, you feel like, okay, uh, I'm invincible. I can do this. You know, I can, you know, I'll have next season. You're absolutely right. Nobody fought harder in the NFL to play games during the COVID than Jerry Jones. Because, and I'm not trying to sound morbid here or anything like that. We're not all guaranteed, we're not all guaranteed tomorrow, you know, and that's the thing about it with Jerry Jones. You know, he doesn't have time for a season to be put in hold or put away. You know, he 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 can't afford that, you know, because none of us are guaranteed that. And so I, I think that with with Jerry, it's not going to be this, oh, well, let's give Mike McCarthy 10 years like he did Jason Garrett. Mm-hmm. I just don't see that at all. If Especially with Sean Payton out there available, if need be, and then also the potential if Dan Quinn can do things well with the defense. It seems like everybody in the front office that I've talked to, and you talk to a lot of the same guys I do, Bobby, they love Dan Quinn. They yeah. absolutely love Dan Quinn and what he brings every day. Yeah, and, and not to be, you know, you referenced it there where you said not to be morbid, and it's not. I mean, I mean it, it comes down to the fact it's that old line, father time is undefeated. It's, it is undefeated, yeah. 
just the way it goes. All right, uh, we're about to throw a break here. Before we do, just a quick question, because this has been something that's been discussed a lot, and we, we kind of referenced that maybe they took a talent step back. Do you still think this is the best team in the NFC East? I do. I, I'd say that because I think the quarterback's the best quarterback in the NFC and, and the NFC East. And, you know, I think that, you know, but, hey, I thought he was the best quarterback in the playoff games against San Francisco with Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, take that in, you know, 450 and go get you a Starbucks. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I mean, you know, I do feel like I do feel like Philadelphia has gotten better. I do feel like that the the Giants have gotten better. Their front office better. They're better head coached now. Better better coaching staff. You know, uh, we'll see what happens with the injuries and the skill players. I feel like the commanders are, you know, the commanders are in a situation right now with all that's going on with their owner. But, you know, the the head coach there I think is a solid guy. Defensively, that was a big shock how poorly they played, especially early in the season on third down. But I think that they'll – I think things will come back around for them. But we'll see. Dak Prescott to me is better than Carson Wentz. You know, and that's (laughs) that's his quarterback and at the commanders right now. No, that's because you're not Dan Orlovsky, Brian, you know. Uh, all right, we're going to take a break here on the love of the star. But when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the things that we feel better about after attending these OTA and minicamp practices and some of the things that we're, we're still a little uneasy about. That's coming up next here on the love of the star.